purpose to get us distracted, discouraged, and off track. And Brandon's going to bring a message uh, to us that I think is directly from the throne room of God. And so you need to open your hearts and hear it fall in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, fresh anointing. May the hearts that are in this place be receptive to your word, your rhema word. I thank you for that. I pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I need to dance more. I need to do more cardio. <laughs> I'm still breathing hard. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Pant, pant through this one. All right, stretch out your hands toward me. Father, Father, there's no way Brandon has time to cover it all. So show him what to cover. We want to hear you. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> There's a lot of scriptures, and we're not going to go to them. This is, we're going to talk about pride, and, and this, is, this, is, this is what I'm going to say. God hates it. It's an abomination. It's an abomination to him, and, and the Lord says there's more hope for a fool than, than for a proud person, and so where I want to start is is on the issue of, of unforgiveness. I don't see Richard Sullivan. He must, must be coming to the next one. Richard, Richard shared a message on unforgiveness that was life-altering um, at the retreat. And, and one of the things I saw in that message is that, that if you're holding on to unforgiveness, what you're really saying, and you can see it in, in Matthew, the story where the, the servant is forgiven a debt that he couldn't pay. And then he goes out and he finds someone who owed him pennies comparatively. And he grabs him by the throat and he says, pay me what you owe me. And so when we can't let go of offense, what we're saying is, God, I'm judge right here. They don't need to settle this account with you. They need to settle this account with me. And they owe me. And I won't let go until they pay me back. And you do two things, you and I, when we do that. We put ourselves in the place of God, which is a pretty good definition for pride. And we also do this. We say, Jesus, what you did isn't enough to cover that debt. It may be enough to cover every other debt for all the rest of mankind, but this offense between this person and me your sacrifice and your blood is not enough there because you don't see that debt paid for by what he did. And so, so I'm going to start this out by prayer. Close your eyes. For some of us, that's, that's other people. For some of us, that's ourselves, right? You've done something. You've walked somewhere. You've offended. You've destroyed. You've brought death. You've made what's in your mind irreparable damage. And the Lord says, I'm enough. And not with your word, but with your deeds, you say, no, you're not. 
and you elevate your dysfunction, your disqualification above the redeeming, saving, life-giving, new-making ability, power of Christ. So if the Lord spoke to you right there, no one looking around, eyes closed, if the Lord spoke to you right there, you're holding something against someone else, they owe you. Or you really haven't come to, to believe when, when John the Baptist looks at Jesus and says, behold, it's the Lamb of God, and he takes away the sin of the world. You think that's sufficient for everyone else, but your mistakes are just too much. You're in pride. You're prideful. And God wants to set you free. If that's you, I'm not even looking at you. I just want you to lift up your hands to the Father. I want to pray for you. I have no idea if there's one hand or every hand raised in this building right now. It's just a moment between you and your God. Father, in the name of Jesus, bring freedom. Do what only you can do. Heal the brokenhearted. Set the captives free. Open blind eyes. Open prison doors. Those hands, Father, that you see, they're open hearts, saying you can come in. I'm not sinner, you are. I'm not elevated, you are. Your judge, you've paid the debt for others and for me, God. Can we say that together? Your judge, judge. I'm, not. I'm not. You've paid the debt. Your sacrifice is enough for others, for me. I let go of the offense. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes better to walk it than to preach it. Michael, undignified, right? I'll say this real quick, y'all. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, the ark of God came in and David danced before the Lord. He danced and he twirled. And it says he came home to bless his house. And Michael, his wife, looked at him and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all this house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I'll play music before the Lord and I'll be even more undignified than this and will we'll be humble in my own sight. But in the sight of those maidservants, I'll be honored. And Michael was barren until the day she died. It's pride. It's pride that holds us back in worship. You and I care that much about the opinion of those around us. That's what holds us back in worship. And then we, and then we do this. We look at others and we have the audacity to say, they're in the flesh. 
There's no way that's God. And it brings barrenness. It causes death to come into your life. My life when we do that. And here's why. Because we presume to know the hearts of man. When we do that, another place where we elevate ourselves, which is really the definition of pride. Elevation of self, centering of self. And when we do that, we're infringing on space that belongs to God and God alone. 1 Kings 8.39 says this, Then hear in heaven your dwelling place and forgive and act and give to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart you know, for you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. You want to see God change your life today? Stop thinking you know what's going on in the heart of another person. It will change your life. How many times have you and I said, I know why they did that. I know what they meant. Even when someone comes to us and says, that wasn't my heart, we leave a conversation and go, I know it was. You can tell me what you want to tell me. I know your heart. You make yourself God. You alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. Maybe it's time for us to start giving each other the benefit of the doubt. To start thinking the best of each other instead of the worst. It will change your family. It will change your workplace. It will change the atmosphere. Maybe part of the reason that Christians have gotten such a bad rap and there's such a turnoff to so many people is because they think they can read the hearts. You can't. So the Lord says, humble yourself there. It's just one of the places we get really, really proud of of what we know, this ability to read minds and, and read hearts. The other place is this. You and I, we're really impressed with our knowledge, especially our knowledge of God. Robert Brett, I'll thank you here because you, the Lord used you to teach me this. If God's infinite and he's endless, every truth about him is the same. Think about that. What you said, Robert, that changed my life is you said, I have as much to discover about God as I did on the day that I met him. And I said, how? He's taught you so much. Yeah, Brandon, but every truth about him is as endless as he is. See, I've come to a freeing revelation in my life, and that is this. I don't understand John 3.16. I don't know what... You don't know it. We've come. We've <laughs> Help me, Lord. We've come a couple of layers down in understanding the cross. And those layers, they go on forever. And so that's what Alex says when we're dumb. 
We don't know much. Because when you compare what we do know to what is to be known and seen about God, we become less impressed with ourselves. I'm so grateful for all the Lord's taught me. I'm so grateful for all the Lord's taught you. But the reality is, we haven't scratched the surface. The reality is he's going to be revealing the riches of his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus for the ages to come. And when you realize how little you know, you'll stop being so passionate about your opinion. You'll stop being so proud of your positions because you'll realize they might just be wrong. And at the very best, they are completely incomplete. You need to hear what the Lord said right there. They might be wrong. At best, they're incomplete. Let me give you scripture to back up that position. 1 Corinthians 8, 2. The Lord says, anyone who thinks he knows, doesn't know. We should thank the Lord for that scripture. Lord, thank you for that scripture. That really puts me in my place, God. Set you free. It's truth. Whatever you think you know, especially that, you don't know. He says we see in a mirror dimly. One day, we'll know, just like we're known. But today, we see in a dingy first century mirror, at best dirty, at best distorted. Your entire processing of what you call reality, dingy, distorted. Can you feel, can you feel pride just, ah, there it goes, there it goes, just falls off. It has nothing to stand on. It has nothing to stand on. I want to get better in the coming. I want to get better at coming. Come to me. You're thirsty. You're tired. You're burdened. Come to me. I want to get better in the coming. Alex, I was thinking when you were sharing we're the glory of God and what he's called us to and this, this equality even with God that is beyond comprehension and seems so arrogant at a glance when we talk about it. The last thing I want you to hear today is it all hinges on connectedness. That's where the humility comes in. That's where it ceases to be arrogant because it's all based on being connected. 
Turn over to Genesis, and I want to show you quickly what I believe to be the root of pride. Maybe the greatest lie, if we're going to elevate the lies in the arsenal of the enemy. I think this is toward the top. Genesis chapter 3. One says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? No, he didn't. And the woman said to the serpent, you may eat of the, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of that tree, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. No, he didn't say that. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Everybody say, like God. Like God. Couple of lies I think we buy into right off the bat here. And the first one is, they, added, they ate of that tree and they got, some, they got some character, attribute of God. They got some part of the, the nature of God that was tainted. No. God has the knowledge of good and evil. It's not tainted. Not in him. Now, when they violated the covenant of love, there was tainting that came in. Right? But the knowledge of good and evil is, a, is an attribute of God. And Satan said, you can be like God. Say that back to you so, 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 so you, I know that you heard me. You can, you can be like God. That's what Satan said. That was the lie. It was the lie that we just said in this service right now, this is the goal of Christianity. Become like God. Be imitators of God. Take on the character and the nature of God. The fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Jesus said, Father, you've given me your own glory, and I've given that same glory to them. Sounds like heresy, doesn't it? It's the word of God. In Psalms, he calls us gods. Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren. The call, church, is what Jesus said to Thomas. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's what he would have you say, Paul. If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. If you've known me, you've known Jesus. Jesus said, I want you to love, and I want you to love like this, just like I love. See, the first place we drop it right here is this. We think God calls us to be nice. Wrong. We think God calls us not to sin, wrong. We think God calls us to give, wrong. God calls us not to sin like he does. God calls us to give like he does. God calls us to be nice like he's nice. We bring it low. We lower it 
so we can accomplish it in our own strength. But, but when we're honest enough and sober enough, because, because there, is no, there is no humility apart from sobriety, when we're sober enough to say, you're the standard, you're the standard, then we go, ah, I brought a knife to a gunfight. It'll set you free. Because you'll start to see the gap between where you are and who he is. And that will humble you and me. That will put us low. And that will create a dependency on God. The lie of the enemy from the get-go and the lie of the enemy today is this. You can become like God without God. You can become like God and you don't have to involve God in that process. All you have to do is eat from this tree and you'll become like God, having the knowledge of good and evil. And guess what? At least in part, it worked. Brandon, I'm gonna need to see that chapter and verse, okay? Then the Lord said, behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil, and now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. We gotta put him out of the garden. Did you get it, church? Do you see it? Even after the first time they bought into the lie of the enemy, you can become like God and God's somewhere else. They're having a conversation with a serpent. We can do it right here. You can become like God right here with that right there. Where's God? And they did it. They tried to become like God without connecting to God. And that is the ultimate expression of pride. And the Lord showed up and said, what have you done? Where are you? How did this happen? Blame, blame, blame. The immediate manifestation of pride. Fault finding, no ownership. Blame, blame, blame. And then God loves man right where he's at. But he says, his tendency will be to do this again. He's gonna wanna reach out to this tree, this thing, in an effort to become like me, apart from me. Listen, y'all. We do it with our, I want to become a better version of myself. We do it with our books. We do it with our friends. We do it with our clubs. We do it with our political views. We do it with our gifts. We do it with our callings. We do it with our positions. We do it with our church. If I just plug into this right here, I can become like God. I can connect with the character and the nature of Jesus right here and take that on. And the Lord's not a part of the conversation. If you don't hear me say anything else, I know the time's been short, fast, and furious. If you don't hear me say anything else, 
Hear me say this. The greatest expression of pride in your life is your lack of pursuit. Your lack of pursuit of God. Because you see a call that is to produce the character and the nature of God. And if you don't connect with him, what you're saying, not in word but in deed, is I can produce that character and nature of you, God Almighty, on my own. And God wants to set us free. Right there. You want to be humble? Pursue God. You want to be humble? Connect with the only tree, Jesus, who said, I'm the true vine. Abide in me. Connect with me. And I'll produce fruit in you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we humble ourselves today. Pray this with me, y'all. It's going to be short. We're going to pray one minute. Father, in the name of Jesus, I humble myself today. I humble myself today. I humble myself today. I forgive others. I forgive myself. I'll stop arrogantly pretending to know what's in the hearts of men. And I'll stop agreeing with the greatest lie ever told. Let's try that one again. That was weak. I'll stop agreeing agreeing with the greatest lie ever told, told. which is I can produce your character character. on my own. (laughs) I humble myself. myself. I'll seek you, God, God. like never before, before. because apart from you, you, I'm a wreck. In the name of Jesus. Amen.